Hello and welcome to the Red Room. Now in a new format, uh, I'll be co-hosting these uh, talks or informal interviews with Silvia. Hello. Uh, our first guest is Gabriel Quiroga. Hello. Welcome back. Welcome back, Gabriel. I say welcome back because you were already interviewed uh, a few months ago when yes. uh, when you were launching Warpland, right? Yes, yes, correct. Um, I noticed we shared a lot of uh, similar interests, yeah. all of us. Well, Gabriel doesn't need probably an introduction, but I will introduce him anyway. He's from Argentina and uh, is the author of NeuroCity, Warpland, the card game uh, Asset, and now is crowdfunding uh, Hell Knight, uh, Doom Biker, role-playing game and art book. Yes. So there's 20-something uh, days to go, 24 days to go, right? Yes. For the crowdfunding. Uh, right now you have surpassed the 666, which was, I suppose, was a, a groundbreaking number for you. Yes, yes. We are going to add another uh, new stretch goal, final stretch goal, at 999, and that would include uh, the book becoming a saddle stitch, which is something many backers have requested, because saddle stitch uh, also uh, it increases durability of the book and it also allows it to lay flat. So visually, it's a much mm -hmm. better experience yeah. uh, to use. And also, we will add um, a C-shaped uh, brochure that will include uh, quick references and the critical hit tables and the complication tables and some other stuff. So that's, I think, something very nice to add. That's for cool. I, I haven't backed you yet because Miguel did. So oh, maybe great. until the end of the interview, you can convince me to also beg you. No, no worries. I, I, I will send you a, a free one. By the way, uh, there wasn't, uh, when I backed you the first day, I think, there wasn't still a, a um, I mean, uh, for the book, for the real book, there wasn't a option to send to Portugal. Yes, yes, I need, uh, it's because I, I work in a weird way with the Kickstarter because I am absorbing, so backers are paying for the shipping cost, but I need to update each shipping cost for each country, so... Uh, it's maybe a mess to add all the countries at once. So whenever a new backer from another country appears, I just update in the system that new oh, okay. uh, shipping, uh, yeah, shipping so address. I'll have to up upgrade the, my back. That's it. Mm -hmm. That's it. Okay, I'll do that. <laughs> I want this one. This one I want in uh, in paper format. I usually want them in, in paper format. Yes, it's, it's always it's much better. better. It's much better. And this especially one is... especially this one that's uh, offset yeah. printing hardback. It's uh, going to be a nice boutique collectible item. So this one is supposed to be also an art book. Who, who yes. is doing the, who is doing the art? Someone who uh, has yes. worked with you before? Yes, the, no, he has never worked with me, but I have been a fan of his band called Tilda Flippers. Uh, he's a, he has been a musician for 20 years now, and he's also a, a fanzine artist, a very a dedicated fanzine artist. Uh, his name is Tomas Spicoli. Uh, I, have, I have been wanting to work with him for a long while now. So I'm very stoked to work with him. Uh, he's a 
very creative guy. And as I said, it's going to be definitely an art book uh, because uh, really every page will have its own particular layout and art. And it's the idea is like you pass every page and you will be surprised with what you see. You have already showed some 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 examples of pages, and uh, they really look nice and uh, different. So there's that's not the the usual look of a of a role playing yeah, game. Yes, yes. Instead of making an emphasis on functionality, I think that we're making an emphasis on style and the visual aspects of the book. Uh, nevertheless, we are going to send all backers a a PDF that's going to be uh, text only without art. So. <laughs> It's going to be you, you. You will have both formats in order to be able to understand properly. Because yeah. I, I I know that it might be a, a bit overwhelming at first to try to understand the whole setting. Yeah, but at the same time, I think that uh, making a, an emphasis on the visual aspect also increases the understanding of the of the setting itself. It's like you absorb it <laughs> through other mediums, right? I really like the tables. That you oh. you shared this week, yeah, they were really cool. The event tables—they don't look like tables, the tables at all. In the events, also, and yeah, it's really important because we see there are a lot of indie uh, game creators that basically they may have good games, but they're not attractive, and a lot of people are not going to buy it because the game is not attractive. So, mm -hmm. the, I like the fact the way you give emphasis to the art. Yes, yes, it's uh, very, very important and very, I'm very meticulous at, uh, at each art piece. I want that each art piece, art piece be uh, specifically designed to confer the, the, the theme we want, we are aiming at, right? So you have worked also uh, in conjunction with the, the artists, the, the visual artists. So suggesting I want this and that. Yes, yes we fight every day. <laughs> <laughs> Fighting every they hate you. It's like, uh, yes, we are like uh, husband and wife. <laughs> well, in, in all my books, we try to do that. If I make a partnership with somebody I respect and I value. Uh, I need to be able to trust him and he needs to be able to trust me. And sometimes that works out and sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> But there are more artists, right? That that one is the main one, but there are other, other people. Yeah, he will be the graphic designer and he will also do a lot of the illustration. But besides him, there will be about 10 or 12 illustrators that uh, will work for the book. Yes, very uh, professional illustrator that I admire. Okay, before going into other stuff, uh, let's talk about rules because the last time on our interview, we didn't talk about that. So <laughs> rules. This is the same, basically the same rules as Warpland and your city, right? But with some uh, slight modifications. Yes, um, my, my my intention was to make uh, maybe um, a slightly reduced uh, version of the Warpland uh, system. Uh, it is only reduced because instead of using four stats, it will it will use Three, and it it will not use skills, and we are replacing skills with the equivalent of classes. So the book will have same archety archetypes or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So yes. each 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 class has some uh, knowledges or abilities 
that is it, that they are characteristic. Exactly, each class will have uh, a lot of customization, a lot of uh, abilities, skills, uh, their own flavor, as to say. Uh, each class occupies about four or five pages of the book. So uh, the intention was also that uh, maybe two players want to use the same class, but they will still feel very differently because each class has about five or six tables and a lot of options, so they will feel different. Everybody will play a demon biker or as there are other options? Um, some some of the classes are demons, other, other classes are like um, warlocks that died and they were given another uh, chance by in hell. Uh, other classes are mortal people with some with some powers. Uh, another class it's a uh, a demon from hell that can actually possess people on earth. So saying that demon bikers, it's more or less like 50% of them are demon bikers. And 50% of them can use the hell rides that will be the demonic bikes. And the other will use just like vintage cars from the setting because it's a 80s team. 80s yeah. setting. That's cool too. Yeah, I think I'll have to convince someone to game master that because I I think I want to. Yeah, play I think I want to demon. play that one. <laughs> I don't want to game master it. I prefer to to play it really. Ah oh, yes, I'm I'm the same. <laughs> well, but I I usually can't. I usually have to, yes, have to game I have master. The same but, problem. If the if the rules are are simple, I can I can offer myself. So well, yeah, well yeah. The, that's the a good. Uh, yeah, because that's my problem. I hate, uh, I don't mind game mastering, but when the rules are hard, I just, I can't, I can't do rules. Uh, it's too much, too much, yes. Please yeah. summarize no. them, summarize them, the, the rules, the mechanics. No, the rules is just a 2D, 2D6 uh, roll under the stat system. Uh, you throw two uh, six-sided six dice and you need to roll below the stat, uh, one of the three stats, and that's it. Uh, you will have a uh, damage is within the dice roll, the highest uh, dice number uh, plus weapon modifier is the damage. And the initiative system is similar to Black Hack, uh, only players roll, uh, both for combat and for initiative. And that's basically roughly what it is. It's yes, very, very easy, and, and you will have complications also. Uh, you can have successes with complications if you roll a 1-1, one, one, and you will have uh, failures with complications if you roll a 6-6. Six, six. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Okay, Okay. so we put aside the rules, and let's talk about something more interesting. Uh, <laughs> we don't like rules. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't like I don't like rules uh, neither. So that's why I want them to be as easy as possible. So all the cognitive, all the cognitive effort is on the game, on the role playing. Especially combat rules. The yes. last time I was a game master, it was because when the combat was like, okay, you guys won. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. Yes, yes. Definitely. It was the Witcher. The Witcher at the at the beginning, uh, the the rules I think they weren't uh, very well explained. It was uh, similar to Cyberpunk. 2020, but uh, a little more complicated. Yeah, they were inspired in the in the game. There are some things that were inspired on the computer game, so to uh, and it make it more uh, weird. 
I yes, think they have streamlined it. I am uh, I am not then. familiar with the system, but it must be very complicated for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah, compared with uh, with yours, so it certainly is. So, would you say this this system is OSR because Warpland was a kind of an OSR game? Was because of the mechanics or because of the setting, or both? Well, I think that uh, definitely because of the setting. All my settings are uh, very uh, nostalgic, nostalgic, right? Very retro-inspired. Neurocities like a Technoir from the 70s or the 80s. Warland also is very heavy metal magazine-inspired, so you have the 80s again. And Hell Knight is the 80s again. Yeah. So uh, in that uh, aspect, it is definitely OSR. And I think that the new movement of OSR, or I think they call it the new revolutionary movement, or I'm not sure whether they have so many names for it, but uh, they make an emphasis on simple rules. Mm -hmm. right? It's like a thing. So yeah. I think that in that aspect, uh, it feels modern, but it is uh, it has that also. It has that ideology that the system must be easy. Um, a lot of the decisions uh, are on part both of the player and on the game master. Yeah, the focus should always be on role playing and not role playing. Yes, not I, I'm not looking in the in the book how the system works and all that. I mean, you can use the book, but it works like um, um, it works like a, like a, like a model. It, it produces um, how it, it's a plot generator. You know, I like my books mm -hmm. to be plot mm -hmm. generators. Yes. Of, of ideas also. You can read it and it's like uh, an idea bombardment. Uh, well, you, you can see the characters, how they think. It will be full of situations, of problems, of conflicts. Uh, so I think that that works very good for uh, for everyone. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that you and Miguel have in common mm -hmm. on your, on your uh, books. Is that just a bunch of situations to, for the game master to throw at the characters? Yeah, the, yes, the, yes, the only yes. one I read from cover to cover was uh, NeuroCity. That one was uh, the first one I bought. So, and I noticed that uh, there are lots of plot hooks or story seeds or whatever mm -hmm. yes, definitely. you call it. Very, very, very... Uh, it's, it's an interesting way to, to introduce uh, the setting in-game. I think it's the best, the best because you're not explaining, you know? Yeah. You're not explaining, yeah. you're just showing how it is or... or, or uh, in, inspiring them, and inspiring usually the players don't uh, read uh, settings, so mm -hmm. it, has, it has to be introduced in game. So it's it's a yes. it's a practical way to do that. Mm -hmm. Well, what about inspirations for for L Knight? I know Mandy, the movie Mandy, and uh, uh, well, and the things from the eighties, of course. Band. Yes, yes. Well, I think. Uh, we we all know the what is the big horror movies from the 80s. Uh, you can also add uh, maybe Carpenter or mm -hmm. or Cronenberg. Uh, what was the name of the director that made Halloween? The Halloween mm. movies. The the Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, Rob Zombie. Oh, the, <laughs> the new one. The new ones are the old ones. Uh, no, ah, John Carpenter was the one who made. Yeah, yes, uh, it was. Yes, yes, he was. That's what I was thinking about Rob Zombie because he made a remake, 
and there's something, although his movies are not on the 80s, there's something, you know, gritty and bike, yes, uh, yeah, biker definitely. about Rob, them. Rob Zombie is definitely one. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, there are many things. Uh, I think that we are um, inspiring from every every scene or every cheesy line from every horror movie from the 80s, and we are trying to include it on the book in some way or the other. Um, the system has something very nice that it's called edges that it gives further customization uh, for characters. Uh, so, I don't know, maybe an edge is um, it's something that uh, you, can, you can have a theme, a personal theme song. Mm -hmm. so the player can play the personal theme song and he will have a bonus modifier to a stat. Uh, that, that could be that's a, that's an edge, for example. Uh, another edge could be like uh, being a blood artist. Whenever you get splattered with blood, you will also gain some bonus or maybe a reward of uh, willpower. Uh, I know it's full. We have 25 edges, so it's like a lot, a lot of options. And, uh, some of them are a uh, gore. Another are more on the black humor side. Uh, but they're quite interesting. They work very nicely with the with the play with the game. Does El Night as a soundtrack too? Y yes, it does. Because I saw it on the, on the Kickstarter. I missed that. Uh, we we have a we have a song we have a song that's from a from a girl from that's a, from a neighboring town from here, and we are also going to produce uh, an album. That we have that will feature a lot of collaborations from different uh, dungeon synth and black metal artists. Mm -hmm. uh, I noticed uh, independent uh, musicians uh, have some difficulty showing their work, and they are really happy to to be able to participate in these kind of projects. And I'm really happy to to make them part of it because they are really really talented guys so it's very nice to to include them you are a musician yeah. too right hey, i'm an experimental musician i used to be at least uh, i did some ambient stuff or also some noise electronic projects i did some poet improvised poetry when when on my shows when i did that uh, so yes i used to be a musician yes uh, but uh, there is no no chance of well there's very little chance of living uh, <laughs> with a musician lifestyle. And as a very RPG designer, is it possible to live? <laughs> is it possible to live if you are living in a third world country and yeah. the dollar uh, <laughs> currency helps you? <laughs> but th this time, well, the uh, Warplant was until now. It still, it still is the 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 one who, who got the uh, biggest backers, the uh, most backers. I mean, most backers, mm -hmm. and uh, so it reached 35,000, 35, right? In the uh, start. yes, yes. Well, but I think that uh, Hell Knight will probably uh, reach a, a bit more backers. But um, the difference is that. Warplam is a much bigger book, it's a 150 pages book, so it was uh, $35 and Hellnet will be 26 so maybe mm. the, yeah. the quantity yeah. of backers does not reflect the, the amount uh, of money. There's a discrepancy, but well, the, the book is uh, smaller, right? 
Yeah. Um, well, but it, it's uh, very good. If I did the Kickstarter, I don't think I I would reach three thousand, much less thirty thousand. So you're doing very nice. Oh, I'm a very good spammer. I need. I go in all the forums and choo -choo 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 spam. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna ask what's your secret to be successful in quick, quick, quick start? Because you know, not everybody is right. Because people think, oh, just do a quick uh, Kickstarter. Yeah, but you need to make sure that people go and actually back you. Because if not. Yes, at the beginning with Neurocity, and uh, I was uh, very unknown in the community. It was very difficult because um, it, it was very difficult to introduce that I wanted to show this idea because and most people, they were like, I, I, I am not sure you will be able to pull it off. Uh, it's very difficult, to, as you know, to, to make yeah. a game. It requires a lot of not only writing, but a lot of... Uh, uh, designing skills or being, I don't know, very dedicated to it. Um, but I think we managed to do it. So now people believe I can do it. And I think I will be able to do it, but let's see what happens. <laughs> do you feel that every, sorry, that every project, so you're going, every pro new project that you are going to uh, launch from now on, you're going to make it uh, higher and more complicated, like evolu uh, evolution. Are um, you aiming higher now? Because that will be normal, right? I don't, I'm not sure I am aiming, aiming at that. I am just aiming at doing something that is uh, different and original in all my books and that appeals to me. If I like it, and I think that it really shows something that has not been shown before, I am happy with it. Um, I, I just need to be able to, to live or, uh, by doing this, but uh, I don't have the expectation to, for my following projects to be better than the previous one. I just want them to be a finished uh, work, you know, that's what I want to do and I, what I hope to do. And still, the, the way I work is very uh, a bit daunting or a bit challenging because um, I work about six months uh, thinking about the pro uh, about the concept behind the project, and I make a big pile of notes and I try the game out. And once I'm ready, I gather up a team of people that I feel that they are reliable with me. I explain what's the project about, and then I launch the Kickstarter, and then I start writing and making the book. So it's like crazy for most people because they, yeah. well, well, the book is not finished. It's not finished. Don't worry about it. For me, writing it is the easiest part. The most difficult is making the whole setting and making the whole idea and that all the parts fit each other, they make sense. That's uh, very difficult. So you had the, the setting for, for Hell Knight? You had it a long time ago, so I suppose. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I think that I started working on Hell Knight uh, before uh, backers received Warplan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when I talked to you, you already were. I think well, I show you, right? You 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 mentioned it. You said, well, don't don't mention it, but you mentioned it to me. So I, yes. I knew there was a hell night coming. You're, you're you're one of the few I I send you stuff when I, whenever I I find something new. I have like uh, five or six people that I like to have uh, feedback from them. So once I start working on something, 
I start sh showing them stuff to know what they think about it. Um, it sounds something, sometimes it's, it, um, it seems very strange because it's like I'm having a Kickstarter campaign or something and showing, hey, hey, I'm working on this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right yeah, now I'm al already working on something else that uh, will be called Meltdown. Meltdown. Okay, yes. can we say something about that or it's just a... Yes, I'm very stoked about Meltdown. <laughs> <laughs> now, Meltdown will be, um, it's going to be uh, like a, a post-apocalyptic setting, but it will be about uh, metahumans, metahumans, superheroes, people with uh, ESP powers, very strong <laughs> powers, and the theme will be revolving around uh, transhumanism and the way power affects uh, our nature, uh, our our minds, how it corrupt, corrupts us. So basically, we will see people with uh, superpowers that uh, will use those superpowers to oppress uh, human beings. So it's uh, going, it's a bit like turning upside down the superhero thing and placing it in a post-apocalyptic setting. You will also have a, an antagonist that uh, is going to be an artificial intelligence uh, that has been divided. Uh, it's going to be very related with NeuroCity. Mm -hmm. uh, it will explain a bit of the origins behind NeuroCity. So they are connected. They are very connected, yes. Um, yes. Actually, the, it's like humanity starts fighting a supercomputer and artificial intelligence, and they decide to bomb the sun to produce um, solar storms. As you know, solar storms cause uh, electromagnetic um, electromagnetic fields, fields, electromagnetic fields, and so that turns off machines. So they do that in order to defeat the AI, but that of course causes a lot of consequences on the world, of course. So that one won't be inspired in the 80s? Transhumanism isn't... That's going to be 90s. 90s, yeah, okay. Transhumanism doesn't work with the 80s. No, yeah, it's 90s. It's the 90s child. <laughs> yes, we're going to use the 90s. Yes, absolutely. But you, you won't have anything very digital because, of course, the world is... Um, Post-epoch, so it's... No, no, in, a, in an electromagnetic field. Mm -hmm, so yeah. you can have any... The, the only computers are are very deep underground, so that's where NeuroCity that, comes into place. That's good because yeah. uh, computers and uh, cellular phones—they basically spoiled our movies and role-playing games, right? Because oh, let me yes. call someone. Oh, let oh, me share the information yes, yes. on the computer. It totally yes. spoiled it. <laughs> yeah, when I'm yes. a grandmaster, I, I usually say, "No, no, you have no no signal, no signal here." It's very difficult to place in a cyberpunk, a proper cyberpunk uh, setting that yeah. makes sense nowadays, and it yeah. isn't retro-inspired. It becomes like it becomes like a virtual, abstract reality, and yeah, it's strange. Uh, it uh, very difficult, yes. So there are movie inspirations for for the next game, for Meltdown. Yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe just to give an idea. I, maybe the comic Old Logan has something about that. Old Logan is places the X-Man in a post-apocalyptic setting. It has a bit of that. Uh, I think that the Hulk 
governs a part of uh, America, and it, it is a bit inspired in that. Also, the series The Voice uh, is about uh, regular human beings murdering or killing, uh, assassinating superheroes, and they show superheroes that are uh, uh, oppressing people. So it has a bit of that. And I like a lot uh, Simon Beasley, the illustrator. So mm -hmm. I will try to to try to do that aesthetic. So the, character, the the players will 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 um, play the oppressive superheroes. That's right. Or those are the bad guys or the good. The, well, the bad guys. Well, the, the players will be able to play regular people, or they will be able to play meta humans called metas, but uh, they are not totally corrupted. Uh, mm -hmm. Some of the metas are like a walking time bomb, or it's like nobody can get near them because you will get radioactive, or uh, they are all very fucked up. You know, some of them are like monsters. Uh, it, the corruption can come in many aspects. It can be physical, it can be mental, it can be whatever, it can affect memory, it can affect your powers, you cannot turn them off. Yeah, there are many, many ways. It's noticeable that the setting already exists, at least yes. in your head. <laughs> <laughs> and I was checking the boys now on, because I uh, I remember to, I read it as a comic. I read the first volume of the comic. Ah. I didn't know there was a TV show. So maybe I'm going to put it on the I only village list. <laughs> It's it's nice. It's a nice show. I watch only five or six shows, and I liked it. But it's nice. What are you watching now, by the way? What am I watching now? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I'm always. I I think that uh, I spend a lot of time uh, uh, starting watching stuff, but as soon as I realize they are not good enough, I stop watching it. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I hate when people say, but keep watching, it. keep no, watching. No, no, I cannot. It's going to be good it. by the 10th tenth, uh, tenth season. <laughs> like, no, no, it's too much. It's too much. Yeah. For me, it's too much. The last uh, good series of superhero series I watched that I liked was Invincible, that I really loved it. I loved it a lot, and I hope they get to make a second season. I super recommend it. It's for me, it's the best. It's an, an, an adult animation, but that was very good. But besides that, I'm not a, much of a series watcher. We have been uh, watching series now, but usually old series, not new series. Really, really what, old series. What, what old series do you watch? Are very, you watching? Sometimes very old, as, as old as um, the 60s, 70s. Yes, 70s. <laughs> We watched the A-Team, the complete uh, uh, se season, all the seasons. We were able to watch every every episode. Uh -huh. It was pretty fun to watch. We were watching okay. all in the family for the... In Spanish, El Equipo. Uh, ah, yeah. yes, probably. <laughs> yeah. El Equipo, it's called? In, in, Span in Spain, it was El Equipo. Uh. Uh, don't know it. Don't know it. You don't know. You need. To, uh, we'll we'll send you because the A team. But I think my uh, it's. I have a friend. I have uh, several colleagues that are Brazilian, and it's very funny because the name, you know, of the movies and the series are completely different. And there are some that we know here, and they have never watched there, uh -huh. or not with the same name. So we have to <laughs> figure out uh, what is the the name of uh, the, and the of and the, the series, series and the film and, there. And the series is American. Or? Uh, yes, it is American. 
it has oh uh, Mr. T, Mr. Yes. T, the, the wrestler. But I was oh. thinking about the, the Peppards. Ah, uh, George Peppard. The, yes. The guy uh, from uh, Breakfast, Breakfast at Tiffany's. Ah, the guy from Breakfast yeah. at Tiffany's. Okay. Yes, I, I try to watch them uh, in English because I'm constantly trying to uh, maintain my my skills, my because I, I try to well, I write in English, so and the only chance I have uh, to to practice is watching media in English. The, um, the movies there in uh, Argentina they are um, dubbed, like in Spain, or do you have the originals? Um, I think half of them are have subtitles, but um, I usually watch uh, movies or series either from Amazon or yeah. from Netflix or from pirate sites. Mm -hmm. Actually, most so of the good stuff <laughs> comes from pirate sites. Yeah. Some movies you can't watch anywhere else except uh, piracy because they, they aren't available. Yeah. It's impossible to find otherwise. For example, when I was uh, writing the Giallos, I couldn't find uh -huh. anything like that. Most of those yes. uh, had piracy, of course. Pirate Bay, yes. usually. Well, I have the, co the uh, collection of Dario Argento, at least I have yeah. it in original. Well, th uh, those ones those ones you can th find. The most famous you have it, yes. yes. And you have Mario Bav and uh, Lamberto Bav and uh, all, the, all the others. Uh, Roger all the others, Bat, no, impossible. Yeah, it's difficult. So some of the movies are difficult. Usually there's one or two movies from each director that you can find uh, somewhere. But uh, some, some of those are almost impossible to find. And uh, Grindhouse movies, the same thing. Uh, uh -huh. All the exploitation movies are very difficult. Right, yeah, those are impossible. Yeah. If you don't find them in sometimes in you have you find it in in piracy and it's a VHS copy, a very old VHS copy. There's something yes. that worries me because probably all those movies will disappear in the near future. Yes, that's very distressing, right? It's, yeah, uh, it will happen eventually. Yeah. It's, yes. It's uh, becoming more difficult uh, to find them. If it doesn't, uh, if it hasn't made a transition from uh, digital, I mean, from uh, physical copies to digital, it's very likely that they will disappear unless someone saves them. From yeah, I had, I had that, that dream to create like a, a streaming site for all those movies that are disappearing. Of course, nobody wants that, and nobody will back it. Well, but... well this year uh, a famous. A pirate site that specialized on uh, cult cinema, especially on exploitation movies, uh, got closed uh, by I don't know by the legal system of Spain. Mm -hmm. It was called Sue Woman, and it had like I don't know a catalog of fifty thousand movies. It was incredible. It was the best Spanish uh, subtitle catalog in the world. The first time I heard of it was when you mentioned it. But uh -huh. it was too late. <laughs> you mentioned it, it when it, yeah. It was a shame because they had everything, everything. Even I don't know, uh, 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 Japanese horror stuff from the 70s or 80s. Things that were like impossible to find. The Spanish uh, love horror movies, right? Right. The Spanish. Yeah. I think they they have. I don't, I'm not so familiar with them. Without what about Argentina? Do you? Your uh, countrymen from, like from which, like horror. From which from which year? Uh, well, I don't know. Old no, old stuff, old stuff. 
not new stuff. Everybody likes the, new stuff. I think the best stuff from Argentina comes from uh, literature. Yeah. Uh, either Borges or Cortázar, um, where we have also Laiseca. We have very interesting writers that were, have never been translated in our languages and they are uh, very interesting ideas. You are a Borges fan, of course. I'm a Borges fan. Yes, I read everything from him. Yes, and I uh, live uh, near one of his houses. You live uh, in Buenos Aires, uh, or the... I live in the south uh, suburban zone of Buenos mm -hmm. Aires. I'm one hour away from the capital. So. Mm -hmm. What about movies? The Argentinian movies. Something you'd like to, to, to recommend? To recommend? Movies or directors, maybe? Well, uh, the, the, best, the best Argentine movie is Nueve Reinas. Nine, queen, nine queens. I think I either... Sis, I'm not sure if I saw it, but I know the name. Yes, me too. Who is the director? I don't know. I don't remember the name of the director, but it's a <laughs> it's a very good movie. It's about um, it's about a, a group of uh, thieves, but uh, they are th those kind of thieves that uh, they steal you by uh, talk fast talking you. Fabian Belinsky. Is that how you say it? Fabian Belinsky. Belinsky. Fabian Belinsky. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and it shows a uh, uh, very good uh, a lot of stuff from the uh, Argentine culture. Uh, that thing about being uh, witty and uh, being as smart as trying to uh, outsmart the other person and uh, taking advantage of them. I have the feeling that uh, Argentina is probably the most European country in, in America. Am I right or am I wrong? Uh, yes, yeah, you're you're right, but uh, I think that uh, many Latin Americans uh, despise us a bit when we <laughs> say that we are that. So it would oh, be yeah. very bad for me to say that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yes, I think that um, Argentina Argentina has the biggest uh, Italian immigration, the biggest one of the biggest uh, immigration currents in history was actually the Italian coming over to Argentina. Uh, so besides that, uh, we have the Spanish, and there are also now a lot of French and German, so it's a good stew mm -hmm. of European people that came after the Second World War. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Brazilians have all that, and I'm not saying I have a lot of friends. We have mm -hmm. a lot of Brazilians here in Portugal, of course, mm -hmm. and we have a complicated relationship between Portugal and Brazil, of course. But they had all that mix, but then they have that thing. Probably it's our fault. It was the Portuguese, what we left there. We spoiled it. Yes. <laughs> yes. We went to Brazil, yes. and we had that climate, that tropical climate, and they, we spoiled it for everyone else. They are probably prouder of, of their identity, and I don't think they will refer themselves as half Europeans, but uh, most Argentines will do that. At, at least you sense that. I was trying to understand why I know Nine Queens. Oh yeah, the Ricardo Darin, I know. I maybe. Ricardo I, I think I saw this movie. I saw. I think I saw this movie after seeing. Uh, 
o secreto de seus ojos. O secreto dos like ojos. Ah, that's yeah. also quite nice. I like that from movie. Uh, that was uh, in the 50s, the, the story. 50s or 60s, maybe. Yeah, well, it's, it's it in two, two epochs, two different epochs, I think, because mm -hmm. the, they appear as young people and then uh, older. Yeah, I think I saw it too. It sounds familiar. Yeah, it's right. Yeah. To remember. Yeah, yeah, I think I saw it. There was some kind of political crisis in the in the movie. I'm not sure the, the, about the story. Well, it's a it's a crime a crime drama. I think. It's, yes. I can say. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. I love it. It's really nice, nice movie. I th I think I saw Nueve Arenas also, but I can't be quite sure. <laughs> And that's one of the things that I would say that probably makes you, Gabriel, your work more interesting is that you don't have just most of the role, uh, the game designers have a very uh, Anglo-Saxonic uh, references. And when you have other references, it's like opens the box to other things. Ah, yes, absolutely. And yes. it's not always the same. You yes, can put uh, it there, but it's different. Yeah, everybody likes Star Wars and Star Trek and uh, whatever. Oh. But then I, you add something that it's not just that. Maybe you have superheroes, but then you have something else. Uh, some yes. kind, some comic that uh, that it's not American or something like that. So maybe it's, some cross genre, you know? Yeah, mixing up with the genres and playing and trying to to show something a bit uh, different. I, I I actually spent uh, most of my life from 18 years to at least five, six years ago, uh, traveling. I used to be a, a leather salesman for shoes. So I used to live uh, a lot in, in Asia, uh, in Indonesia, in China, in Vietnam, in Pakistan, in India. So it's like I, I see a plane and cry. I don't <laughs> want to get on a, on a plane anymore. <laughs> Get get got tired of traveling. Did, did, yes. you, did you learn? Any? But I think that that gave me a broad spectrum of uh, of cultures and sure. an understanding of I don't know everything. Did you learn any any Asian language? No, some words, but yeah. English is still the a connecting language in yeah. Asia. Of course, the best. They are probably very difficult to to, to learn. Yeah, very difficult. Yeah. Well, Chinese and something like that. That's mm -hmm. forget about it. I would, I wouldn't try it. <laughs> yes. So you lived there for fifteen years. I, I, I travel about uh, four or five times around the world each year. Mm, okay. For almost uh, fifteen years. So it was uh, quite. A, it was very difficult to have long-term relationships. Yeah. <laughs> but now you are. Uh, I'm settled. Yes. Now you're I'm settled. settled yeah. Yes. Now I can ride more than easy. It's um, a different uh, lifestyle. The one I have. You probably couldn't uh, be a role-playing game designer if you were traveling around. It would be. Well, I was. I was focused in my work, but it was. Not what I loved, but still what uh, uh, gave me sustenance. So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So about L night. Um, mm -hmm. Something, something more about the, the about the setting. What what you have to, what would you like to have about it? The well, the, the the game will have with two play modes because it's, uh, 
as there is a relationship with the, between hell and earth, uh, players will be able to play uh, on earth, the 80s earth, but they will be also able to play in hell. So that will be called the health, hellscape mode, and it will be like a, a nightmare mode. It will be much more difficult, very over the top. Uh, yeah, it's going to be uh, very dangerous. I'm not game mastering that one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, so it has a, a, a set, and the setting has uh, some interesting things. Uh, the way each uh, each region, uh, each circle in hell is commanded by a by an archdemon, and that archdemon will feature its own laws and customs. And each circle will have uh, its own like landscape or uh, uh, laws, uh, reality laws, or maybe climate, weather also, and creatures. And it's uh, I think it's an interesting setting also to play besides the A Earth. And you will be able to traverse it in uh, demonic bike also. There is obviously a well. I think it's obviously obviously a Ghost Rider vibe too, right? Uh, yes, yes, yes. There visually. is a Ghost Ghost Rider vibe. There is also, I think that that particular idea of hell uh, is a bit influenced by by Neil Gaiman's uh, Sandman. Uh, he has a very uh, interesting uh, notion of what. Uh, uh, the dreamland or hell uh, is about. Uh, in Hell Knight, uh, limbo will be like a connecting reality between Earth, between Earth and Hell. So, in order for players to go from Earth uh, or Hell, uh, they will need to uh, go through a portal in limbo. Um, yeah, I think it's a, it's a very nice setting. Uh, we have been playtesting it and. Players like it. Yes, it's a different feeling. Will there be angels on it? Because they be coming down to chase the the demons or not? Uh, there will be there will be fallen angels. Um, Satan is one of them. But Satan, as we know, yes. uh, one of the main theme about revolving around Helnet is that Satan is missing. Uh, so that's that is why hell is on, on turmoil because the some of the the archdemons ruling the different circles are uh, beginning to exile them to to run away from hell and they're running amok in on earth um, angels as there are uh, as as proper angels uh, they will be very very terrible you know it's yeah, like, I think uh, angels are always the bad guys. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, you you will not survive a, a, a facing an angel. It's like wow, is that they will one of them can can tear apart a, a, a maybe a city in hell. They are very feared. Uh, so I think it's all that's also interesting because as a demon you are like oh, let's not disturb the guys above because it's uh, very dangerous. Yeah, but at the same time they hate them, so killing one of them will be like a big a trophy. What is the the opening quote for Hell Knight? I, the the two opening quotes before the Klaus Kinski and the I'm not sure about the the war plan. <laughs> but it it, it no. was interesting. Unusual choices. I don't remember the quote, uh, Miguel. 
remind me which one was it? I, I think I shared it with you, right? Uh, yes. No, the, about this one I don't know. About Hell Knight. Ah, ah you I are, was just are, I was asking. You are anticipating. Yes, I was. Spoilers. He wants spoilers. <laughs> you still don't have it. Okay. <laughs> I, I think I have it, but I don't remember it. Okay. <laughs> because I have I I I always made like twenty. Okay. Right. About them. So. What the recurring phrase is right beyond, uh, right beyond and behold. But I'm not sure what was the quote we can highlight. I need to look it up. <laughs> Maybe I will find. The you have already the cover. Is that the the one in the in the Kickstarter, or that's yes. definite? Yeah, yes, they will have the. We have two covers. One will be the Kickstarter cover. Mm -hmm. That's the. The demonic guy with the hood and the horns, yes. and the other cover will be the regular co uh, cover uh, that will be the the biker, the biker dude. Mm -hmm. Yeah, with the red. Mm -hmm. the They're both very cool. Yeah, I think I think they are quite nice, both of them. Yes. Are you planning? Well, one of the one of the covers was done by a Polish guy. And the other one was made by a, by an Indonesian guy. So yeah, yeah I think that we have uh, people from all over the world working on the book. Is that hard to find artists? Of course, I know that the art itself is is expensive, but and you have the, that's why one of the reasons why you need the, the Kickstarter. But is it uh, easy or hard to find like the right artists? Um, for me, it's, uh, it's uh, one of the most uh, entertaining parts of, of the job. Just like looking at artists and see what they do and say, oh, I like this one. Man, I want you to participate in this book. And it's, uh, I love it. I love, I love uh, researching for artists. That's why I, I always, I'm constantly talking with them and, and looking for new people to participate in my projects. And the more, the more I have, the better, because I like that each artist has their own view and their own style, but it still fits the theme of the book and it gives you like a new angle for the book. That sometimes is very good, but it can also backfire. So it has to be uh, done with some care, but it's, uh, I think it's very good. The the artists who work then the Hell Knight and and maybe the, the others one before uh, they were experienced in role playing games or they they didn't uh, know the what illustrators they, yeah no illustrators um, no 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 most of them most of them they they do art for uh, heavy metal bands mm -hmm. either T-shirts or uh, or album covers. Well, so, well, the graphic designer is more uh, oriented uh, with punk. Uh, he has like uh, the, the band he has is like half punk, half dub, half reggae, half experimental. He also has a hardcore band. Uh, but yeah, they are more on the music. Music. Uh, what about the, the previous uh, games, uh, Nero City and Warpland? They have a more uh, role-playing uh, feel to it. The, 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 the person who did the layout for those uh, yes. was uh, had worked in role-playings or not? No, the person that did the layout for uh, Warblam, actually, uh, with Warblam, I had uh, 
three graphic designers. No. Uh, the, the first one, uh, we fought and we didn't get along well, so uh, she quit. And the second one, uh, also we had some uh, differences, so she also quit halfway through the project, and we settled with the third. Okay. <laughs> the third was a, actually was a guy that um, uh, no did not have any experience at all, but he uh, he was really uh, productive and, and working together with me because I, I need I need someone that I can uh, as the campaign lasts I, I need to work with him closely. And some people cannot uh, have a message at 2 a.m. in the morning, and I understand. <laughs> but That's why you fought people... before? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yes, I have a very eclectic uh, time schedules. Uh, so, yeah. So, we have three graphic designers with Warblam, but most of the illustrators uh, w did uh, work for comics. So that make, makes it a bit easier. So they, they have uh, a notion of, uh, well, it's not, it's not exactly the same, but it's uh, something similar. They, 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 do, they, they work very well with movement, the mm -hmm. uh, comic artists, uh, but it also has, uh, well, Warblan, we had the honor of having uh, an illustration from Bruce Pennington that he did the cover for the Dune uh, books, the first Dune books were uh, covered by, by him and he's a, an artist I I love. I love since I, since I was a kid. Uh, so I I love so much that particular piece from Bruce Pennington. Uh, it's called the Rainbow Warrior, I think, the piece. That I sent him an email and explained why it was so important for me my whole life. And I wanted to include that piece and he said, okay, just send me uh, two books, and I will let you include the piece. He was like, oh, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, yes. I like that, that, that illustration. And it makes me automatically, the cover for Warplan, it makes me automatically think of Zardos. I don't know if it is by chance oh, or Zardos, if you make that Zardos. connection. Yes, Zardos. Yes, yes, the big, yes. uh, the big head yeah, that they are yeah, wearing. Yeah, there, are, there are some uh, heads there similar to the, to ah, the creatures. In yes, Zardos. Zardos. Yeah. yes. Sardos is a special movie because uh, it's like everyone remind, uh, reminds it, everyone like likes it, but the plot itself of Sardos is... <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. I have no it's idea. idea. <laughs> but it's very and strange. visually appealing. It's visually yeah. appealing. It's a movie to be watched and... To be watched, uh, but it. Uh, yeah, it doesn't make sense. It is absurd. And still, but still, uh, seeing Sean Connery with that outfit is great. Yeah, <laughs> lovely outfit. Yes, yes, and there are not many uh, visually good science fantasy movies. It's like that one, and maybe Flash Gordon. I love Flash Gordon too. And, and what yeah. else do we have? Nothing more. Well, I don't know. Can we consider Bar Barbarella? I don't know if it's considered a fantasy. Yeah. It's not down. very fantasy. Not fantasy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, there aren't many. There are many ugly science fantasy fantasy movies. Uh, most of them. Some, a lot of uh, uh, low budget movies. Yes. Low, very that, low budget. That genre. There are many, many low budget movies. I don't know why, but there was a, in the eighties, I think. 
there was a some kind an of an explosion. Yes. Of yeah. Direct. Well, you also have a, video. Yes, yes. You also have a, this one. I don't remember the name of the girl. Let me see if I find it. It sounds like here I have all my pirate DVDs. Also, <laughs> I have. I need to have a lot of uh, suppliers, you know, of uh, of movies. Wendelin. Oh, I don't think I know. Have that. you seen this one? I don't think so. This is a nice uh, science fantasy, strange movie. I think it was an Italian production also. Also from the 80s? From the 80s or 90s? Also from the 80s. Yes. I left And uh, it is very visually appealing. It's a funny, it's, it is, the plot is a bit absurd, but it's very entertaining. Always absurd, right? Yes, that's very that's, absurd. Well, I, I think that I think that um, I I wanted to go on the opposite way with Warland because I feel that uh, the science fantasy genre is always approached uh, a bit from the absurd or the gonzo. Yes. You know? yeah. it's like okay, it doesn't make sense and everything is like stupid and absurd. So I think that the biggest challenge for me in Warland was trying to make a setting that actually made some sense um so i think that 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 was a thing that really added for the my contribution for the for the gener in in the role in role playing uh, i think that mo the mo most cases in science fantasy i know if so i think this one called hyperborea Warriors i think yeah. i think we watched hyperborea that one. Stuff, and it's all like ago, weird yeah. fantasy but it's always like from the absurd, you know, everything goes, yeah. but it, there is no relationship within it, between the, the items, you know, or, or between the themes. It's just, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, uh, an extraterrestrial uh, comes, uh, lands with a machine, you know, with a, yeah. with a spaceship, just because. Yeah. Like when you, when you have a low budget, it's even, yeah, they, they don't care. It's, oh, let's put it here, let's put... We've been watching a lot of Jesus Franco and Jess Franco movies, and uh -huh. sometimes it's like that. But he can pull it off most of the times. He can make the movie interesting, even when the plot makes no sense. Uh-huh. But, but he, pulls, he maybe probably pulls it off because maybe it is funny, right? Yeah, that's yes. funny. Usually yeah, funny. That's right. Uh, that I wanted to do Warland to do it yeah, in a serious, not serious. Way. Yeah, serious. So that was very difficult. Do you me. know uh, Vendor's work, uh, Vendor Satanis? He is a role playing game designer, uh, of course. Yes, yes, I know. He's, I know, I he's know. very gonzo. It's uh, like what he's very gonzo. Yeah. Saying, he, yeah. he, he does that approach. In... Yeah, completely. There's uh, th Those worlds are totally upside down. No, no, for me, it's, it's a respectable approach, but I don't know. I wanted to try to do my best doing something different. Yeah, uh, I think the, there was a, a space for it in a, a, a lack of it in a, in role playing games, a game more serious in that yes. uh, in that genre. And I, I, I think that maybe there is a space also for the superhero thing to touch it in this series. In, in the opposite, I, I like I like it because there are many superheroes. Many, but, yeah, many. But, but but none of them touch this stuff. There is only one of them that is called Aberrant. Yeah, I know that one. 
I played uh, one of the not not that one. That was the only one I didn't play in that uh, Trinity mm -hmm. Continuum. I played uh -huh. Adventure and then uh, Trinity, um, but I didn't play the, that one. But that I, one. I know it. He touches. He touches yeah. those those um, those themes yes. about uh, the corruption of power and. Mm -hmm. But then the subsequent or the, the 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 versions that came afterwards. They deleted all that. The the new they, one from Onyx Path? It's yes, different, right? I, yeah, it's different. They yeah. they they say okay no no this is too like too grim. Yeah, it's too heavy. It became <laughs> yes. very colorful. There was a comic book, not not quite superheroes, but uh, they were kind of which was called Underground Underground Rule Yes. Yes. The, the, I, I well, know it, yes. That was uh, well it touched the, the same things, but it was more of a um, a different approach. The, the the characters look like the Vietnam veterans, but yes. with superpowers. They they had been in a war. They were mutated and uh, in, within cybernetic yeah. implants and something like that. Yeah, yeah. They have uh, psychic problems that were trauma related. Yeah, to yes. In the war, they were all. Yeah, they were all. Yeah. Suffering I, I, didn't, I did not read it, but uh, I I I was talking with Jason Dural. Uh, who is the creative director from Chaosium, and he recommended that I read Underworld. Yeah, yeah I bought it back in the day in the 90s, I think. But uh, well, I didn't play it that much because my one of one or two of my players at the time, they didn't understand that those nuances, and they wanted they were doing real superheroes, not not the ah. kind. So it didn't <laughs> it didn't work. I sold it to some guy. Uh, I, I, I think that gave it, it up. there is also a comic called Martial Law. That yes, I think it was very uh, inspired on, on Martial Law. I think, though well, I don't. Martial Law, Martial Law is the aesthetic I want for for Meltdown. Mm, I think it's uh, good looking. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would love to. It's going to be difficult uh, for the illustrator I have in mind to. Uh, to be able to pull it off, but we will we will do our best. You have already found a, an artist for for meltdown. Uh, I I have two. I'm already I have two already working on. So on you, oh, okay. you are not oh, as de-organized as you were saying in the beginning. Where, you I'm plan ahead. <laughs> I'm very disorganized. I'm like, <laughs> but um, when when I when I'm inspired in something, I like to. To get on it, start working on it. So and and I don't know. I I, I really like the way these guys uh, uh, draw or create, and uh, I think it's a privilege to to have these guys and say, okay, I have this idea. I want you to work on this concept and send me something every week, and we will try to start polishing polishing it. And I discuss with them the setting, what it is about, and they give me some feedback. It's a very nice part of the of the work. Are you already already thinking about the next project <laughs> after Meltdown? You probably after Meltdown. Yeah. I have like uh, three or four uh, options. I don't know. Several so. ideas. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I have several because I really want to. I think that after Meltdown, I want to. Uh, concentrate on doing uh, expansions for my settings. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. Or maybe an expansion for Wardlam, an expansion for Neuro City. 
I think that's a, a great idea because usually <laughs> indie game designers do a game and then they go do something else and then, then they don't return. Yeah, yeah it, I think that that is because it is very difficult to sell the yeah, source books. At, source at books on sale. Yeah. Yes. Of course. Yeah, it's difficult to sell, but maybe because most of them are connected, maybe I could make one single book which is divided in three parts, maybe something like that. I will I will think about it. But I'm, I definitely I'm, need to to do stuff. Uh, I have a, a lot of uh, writings about uh, expansions for Warlam and New yeah, York City. When, when is, you think about the setting and you have several ideas and then uh, <laughs> it doesn't fit all in the core book, so it's it needs to be yes, yes. You later. Yes, to condense it because it not it's like it stretches to infinity. Yeah, yeah. They, and, they start to grow and, by themselves the settings, right? When you're not looking, and then they start. It's like okay, they start growing. growing. They grow. Yes, they have life, a life of their own. Especially if you play them. Yeah. When After you play playing, them, like, oh. yeah. yes, yeah, these coming. Yeah, but you cannot. You, you also cannot. Um, present at like a 250 page core book maybe you can but it's like it becomes too expensive especially mm -hmm. if they if it needs to be a hardback if it's like oh i i do not expect people to pay uh, more than 50 dollars for for my books uh, i try to uh, consider everybody's uh, pockets you know i i want them to play but I, i'm i don't like to um to to fomentar, how do you say fomentar? fomentar. Well, I know that. <laughs> yes. Consumerism, you know? It's like it's some, some things like uh, I don't want to buy a lot of crap, you know? This add on, this add on. Like but that's with the novelty dices, right? Like the big companies they make, and we have a lot of that crap here at. Uh, yes, <laughs> too much. Stickers yes. and this and this and this is like, oh, it's too we much. Have a, a box full of dice. Yes. People like uh, stuff, additional stuff. Yeah. yeah, I know. Colorful, shiny things. Uh -huh. I, I, would, I, would, I wouldn't mind at all doing those those things if I could, if I could sell them. Of course, I can't. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to do some source books, but that's because um, I'm not spending any money on this on art. It's just stock uh -huh. art, stock art and stock photos, so we don't spend anything. Uh, so we, I, I, I can't think about it. I think that uh, when you are uh, uh, doing uh, a book, art is usually an investment if you are happy. Yes. If you are especially, uh, you have found especially what you are looking for. It usually returns because uh, it's the biggest selling window art. Yes, yes. It's, uh, there, are, there are a lot of um, game designers who, who rely heavily on on art and uh, I understand why the mm -hmm. usually when I buy a, a role playing game I have a fixation with uh, how it looks how, how it how, looks yeah we how all it do. looks yeah. yeah I like I I I used to buy books for their cover I don't yeah. that. <laughs> buying a book for its cover okay why not <laughs> even a movie how many times did we show shows in a movie because of the cover yes yes of course especially well, for the heroic fantasy stuff, some covers are like magnificent. Yes, of course. Well, but even the interior, when I, when you are uh, discovering a setting, the the art has uh, big importance. Perhaps not for everybody, but I, I, I do find a lot of inspiration 
uh, in uh, good art, good illustrations, because uh, it's, it inspires. Sometimes more than the text itself and the writing. Yes, 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 definitely, definitely, yes. Yeah, I, I yeah, we are visual, uh, visual animals. Yeah. <laughs> and there are certain genres like uh, science fiction and uh, fantasy that require almost it's a it's a it's a must you you have to so you, you can't uh, be inside that world if you don't have a, a visual aid so if it's yes. a contemporary game no no problem but uh, in the future you have to to be there you have to yes yes, inspire, uh, yes. Inspire. Uh, absolutely yes i i i personally my only my only skill is that i know how to write so i need to rely on on a big team that can illustrate, that can do the graphic design, um, they do all the work for me because uh, I, I think I'm one of the few RPG designers that do not have any graphic knowledge at all. I'm not an RPG you designer, also... but I can't do anything else. Just write. I was a journalist okay. before, so well, I've ah, right. I learned okay, a few things, but then. I learned a few yes. things about. Um, about layout, but it was long ago, and uh, I can't, I couldn't do it yes. now. And 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 make making people to read to read us is uh, one of the most difficult things. Yes, the, that's uh, to take people, the time to read the book. Yeah. Some people like love Wartland, but they never read it. <laughs> <laughs> they just pass through the page. Oh, they yeah. Yeah, sometimes it happens. Yes. People buy the things, but then they they don't mm -hmm. don't really read it. I think that's that's happening with uh, most of my published books. Uh, a lot, not a lot of people. Well, I don't know how many people did play them. Perhaps a couple, five, yeah, ten. Yes. I don't know. I have no idea. But I haven't had many much feedback. So well, people bought them, but they browsed some, looked through it, and some read something. But well, I'm not sure even if someone played it. We started uh, recently, so the, yeah. the first first one was published in February. Uh -huh. so. I think that I my my estimate is that one out of ten people that have my book have actually played. When was uh, Nero City published? A few years ago. Published, yeah, I think it was uh, 2018, something like that. I think I know I bought it before I I met you in uh, Facebook, so we we weren't friends yet at the, at the time. So I've I think I've read something about it. Yeah. Some but, review, I'm not sure. But especially Nero City is like such a bleak and green thing yeah. that it's like playing cult. You know, yeah, it's like... that's that's what that's why I bought it because I said, okay, this is green, this is cultish, okay, so I'll buy it. Yeah. No, not not many people like feel like playing cult no. every week. Yeah, <laughs> like, that, that's the problem. <laughs> Actually, I, I could do that. I I did yes. that a long time ago. Because ah, I, I could do that also. Yes. Uh, yeah, I was yeah. a game master for cult for I don't know years. Not anymore, but uh, well, it was uh, 20 years ago maybe. I was uh, game mastering cult for for. In yeah, your first three years, your first uh, 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 scenarios were actually first written for cult. Yeah. Huh? Well, mostly uh, most of them because there are some things I I added when I translated, but uh, but the, the the bones of it were 
were called uh, scenarios. Yeah. Well, the the couple that made a cult, I don't remember the names. Um, I think they were Swedish, right? Yes, or yes, they yeah, are Swedish. They are. Uh, and they I are one of my favorites uh, writers. Yeah. Writers. We talked about it in the in the last interview uh -huh, yes. about the their novel, but it's still, yeah, it's still, it's still not available. I think. Uh, it was supposed to be to have been published, but I think it wasn't. Well, it came out in PDF, I think, for the the backers of the the new uh -huh. game, but uh -huh. it wasn't published after that. I'm curious on reading that one, although I not very I don't don't like what they did to the new cult. It's too urban fantasy now, but I'm curious about not, reading their book. That book. I do not like the art. You don't? Well, that's <laughs> of the a, new that's, one. Of the new one. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I like it. I like the art. And the layout too. It was but the only like, thing he liked. Yeah, it was the only thing. <laughs> the only thing you liked. Okay. But yeah. they have they have a scenario. What what is the name of it? Do you remember, Miguel? That uh, that have some paintings it's about an art gallery, and they actually did the paintings. The Someone... atrocity exhibition. Yes, but then it's boring. Huh? <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's too. That's a Joy Division uh, song. Atrocity exhibition. Yes. Uh, Gunilla Jansson and Michael Peterson. Uh -huh. the, the authors. Those guys. Yeah. Yeah. High uh, respect for those. They, the, for the those only people. the only problem the 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 old cult had and probably the new one is that uh, there was a lot of railroading in the the published adventures. I don't know if you ran any, any one of them. I only read the, the the one that came with the with the rule book with the core book. The official one. Uh, it would be the Black it was Madonna. a small scenario. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. There were there were some very small scenarios. Yeah, that was the one about the killer, and they were right. There was one about a psycho killer. Oh, the new one. Yeah, the new, the new one. one. Well, no, 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 no the old one. Oh, the old one. I don't you remember. You meant the old one. I, I don't know. There was one in the, inside this uh, coming with the screen. There was a small adventure too. The, the GM screen. Uh, well, I ran several. I ran uh, Fallen Angels and um, something. Called it. I don't remember. And the and the supplements from Cult. The the, the what there was one about the dream, the dreams. I think. Uh, that's probably a, a fan made supplement. I think. I'm not sure. It was something like called like desires, and uh, dreams. And there's I also another. Yeah, I, I remember the one. No, well, I can't remember that. Perhaps. But uh, it's very difficult to find. But perhaps uh, it was uh, inside those uh, conjuring guides, maybe. Conjurer's guides, I think. Could be, could be. The ones I remember is Metropolis. Which, Metropolis, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, about Metropolis, there was uh, uh, Legions of Darkness, I think. Which uh, uh -huh. talked about the the archons and the the nephrites and all that. It, uh, there was one about uh, madness. Or yes, like that. yeah, that's one of the conjurer's guides. But they uh -huh. talked about other things, not just the magic, real magic. Oh, they talked about voodoo and the uh, santeria and uh, well, all that, all that stuff. Not just uh, magic. When I say magic, I mean the cultish real magic. The hey, it's different. Yes. And then other stuff that uh, that wasn't real magic, but that, uh, it was also occult tradition. Uh huh. Yes, it's a it's a very challenging setting to play because yeah. it's uh, yeah. it's so abstract. 
and yes. surrealist that it demands a lot of uh, imagination from the part of the game master. And the players too. And the players, yes. It's very demanding, yeah. Well, I don't know if you have something more to, to talk about, Sylvia. No, no, I think no. Uh, this, this was fun. Hopefully yes. we get to do it again. I think, we I think we should. I think we should. Let's see if someone has, if anyone has patience to uh, watch our one hour and a half talk. Yeah, of course. I think it course was interesting, will. but of course they will. This time you don't have to apologize for your broken English because everybody has broken English here. So yes, no but you don't have, you have a great English. I don't think you need to. Why we both? Yeah, I work in a multinational company. So uh, most of the people are not English, so all of us have bad English accents and nobody cares. Oh, it's really? very... <laughs> it's Broken English really is good. becoming popular. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, thank you for coming and uh, we'll be following your work as usual. And uh, mm -hmm. I hope we, we have uh, another opportunity soon when you launch your next game, yes, because it will happen. It will. Ah, of course, it will. It it's will bound to happen. Th thank you, Miguel, and thank you, Silvia, for the opportunity. Gracias. Obrigado.